What a monumental moment for Pitt football. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill podcast. I'm your host, Corey Cohen, and you know what we're going to be talking about in this episode. It will be Pitt football and their victory over Clemson 27-17. to Last week on this show, I said how huge a victory over Clemson would be. I don't care that they weren't ranked. I don't care that Clemson isn't what they normally are year in and year out. They are still Clemson, and this was a huge opportunity for Pitt to make a statement to the country and, and also to make a statement to Pitt fans, and they did it. They did it, and the statement that they made is, we're legit, and we deserve respect. And I give it to them. I give it to them 100%. I am a believer in this team. I believe. Take the the Ted Lasso sign, believe. I am metaphorically slapping that. I believe in this pit football team. They were remarkable. 27-17 was the final score. And Pitt controlled that game. They, They just beat down Clemson. I'll admit. In the first quarter, things didn't seem like they were going to go great. Um, It it seemed like uh, Pitt was going to have a couple of problems. Clemson's offense could have had some big plays. They made a couple of mistakes, and Pitt's offense couldn't get going. But then once the the first touchdown and, and then on in the second quarter and on, Pitt just cruised over Clemson. And while this isn't, again, the Clemson team from the past, that's still incredibly impressive. And there's so much to take away from this. I mean, we'll start with the offense. Kenny Pickett, again, a huge game with so many people paying attention. And now it's paying off with more and more Heisman talk. Uh, He had over 300 yards passing. He had two touchdowns. Uh, But most importantly, there were two massive plays uh, late in the game when Pitt needed to move the chains to get a first down and to continue eating up the clock to guarantee a win for the Panthers. Two third down plays. And on both occasions, he couldn't find an open receiver. And so what did he do? He went for it. He put his body on the line. He put everything he had into it. And he went for it. And both times, he made it. Just barely, but he laid out and he made it. And the amount of passion that you could see in Kenny Pickett as a player, that he was going to do whatever it took to get that first down, that's amazing. Just absolutely amazing. And so it's, it's pretty remarkable what he was able to do, even without throwing for, you know, three, four touchdowns or 400 yards. But he made some great passes, and at the end of the game, he did exactly what they needed him to do. He moved the chains, he drained the clock, and he did it by, you know, sheer force of will. And it was really special to see. I mean, those, I don't know if he's going to have a chance to win the Heisman, but people always talk about a Heisman moment. The players need a Heisman moment, and I think it's a little bit overblown. The last few haven't had a quote-unquote Heisman moment. But that would qualify as a Heisman moment. Two plays in the fourth quarter where they needed him. They needed the offense to get a first down. And there was just no pass there. 
and he didn't panic, and he didn't throw an interception. He's barely thrown an interception all season. He knew where the sticks were. He knew what he needed to get a first down, and he just got it. And it's not the fanciest or the sexiest sort of Heisman moment play, but when you talk about Kenny Pickett, that is a huge part of it. It's just doing what he has to do to make sure that his team wins the game. And in both occasions, that's what he did. And, and it was amazing to see. So for Kenny Pickett, a big day. Uh, Israel Abanacanda looked really good. Then he got hurt. And so we're hoping that uh, that he's okay. And, and uh, you know, we'll see if he's able to, to play coming up this weekend against Miami. Uh, but while he was in, he was, he was very good. Uh, and then Rodney Hammond, uh, a true freshman burned his red shirt and, uh, and ended up leading the running game for the Panthers. He had uh, 66 yards and most crucially again, down the stretch late in the game, when a band was out, they were able to go to Hammond who was able to pick up some yards, uh, in the receiving game, Jordan Addison, uh, Jordan Addison, again, had some great plays, some great roots, some great catches. Uh, ended up with five receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. He also got hurt. He's in concussion protocol, and uh, it was tough to to you know for them to hold on without him. But hopefully he's okay moving forward. We'll see if he's able to play against Miami. Uh, Taysier Mack had a good game. Lucas Kroll had a couple big catches. The offensive line, early on they struggled, and the defense was getting to Kenny Pickett early. And then they really figured it out, and they started putting it together, and the offensive line really stepped up. Uh, overall, it was amazing to see what the offense was able to do against a really good Clemson defense. I mean, when you look at Clemson's defense, they and, and we know that Clemson has lost three games at this point. We get that. But all the other teams that they've played, there's only so far this season, there's only one team that was able to put up 27 points, which is what Pitt got, one other team. That was NC State, and it took double overtime to do it. So in regulation, they only put up 14 points on Clemson. And Georgia, the number one team in the country, put up 10 points on Clemson's defense. I mean, this is a really good Clemson defense. Their offense has a lot of problems. Their defense is still great. Brett Venables still a phenomenal defensive coordinator. They've still got so much talent. And Pitt put up 27 points. And they could have put up more. I mean, late in the game, if they were focused on scoring instead of just running out the clock, they probably could have gotten another touchdown uh, if they really needed to. But 27 points, the best performance against Clemson all season long. That is huge for this offense. And again, they did what they needed to do. They played a really good football game. The defense played well. They they didn't make big mistakes. And the secondary, they were not burned. Well, there was one occasion where they were burned and they were bailed out because uh, the Clemson receiver dropped it. But overall, the Pitt defense played really, really well. Uh, the front seven, they were able to get after it. Like I said, the secondary didn't really make uh, big mistakes. Uh, there were a couple big interceptions, one from Damari Mathis that sort of bailed Pitt out early when it seemed like Clemson might control the game. And then another from Sarasie Dennis, which... You know, even he'll say uh, he doesn't deserve all the credit in the world. Uh, it was mostly right place, right time. But he was—he got an interception, and then, and then he ran it back. Uh, so it was uh, for a touchdown. So that was uh, just a huge play for this Pitt defense. And uh, yes, Clemson is not a very good offense this year. But still, to hold a team with that much talent to 17 points, especially when they were desperate for points, Toward the end of the game, that is a big accomplishment. They struggled a little bit early, uh, but uh, overall, the defense played a really, really good football game. Uh, 
So what does it mean? Well, it means a whole lot. I mean, first of all, this is a statement win. I said that at the top. I said that that would happen last week if they got the win. Just a huge statement victory. Because at the end of the day, this is still Clemson. People pay attention to Clemson. And the fact that Pitt beat them and beat them pretty comfortably, that says a lot about this Panthers team. And it really got people to, to wake up and give this team and this organ- this program some respect. Uh, we'll talk about rankings, but you know Pitt now is ranked number 17 in the country. Kenny Pickett is being seriously talked about as a Heisman contender. And again, I don't know if he'll be able to win, but being a Heisman finalist went from sounding like something that was a pipe dream to, no, I think there's a really good chance that he could be a Heisman finalist. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And uh, this was all done, by the way, with expectations. There weren't as many expectations as there will be moving forward, but there were expectations. People after the uh, Virginia Tech victory, people looked at the Panthers and they said, oh yeah, that, that's a good football team. And uh, going into that game, I mean, one thing that, that people like to look at is on ESPN College Game Day, all the people on the panel, they all pick who's going to win all these games. And for Virginia Tech, they picked Pitt. The, the fan vote went with Virginia Tech, but everyone up there picked Pitt. Pitt still won. They didn't blow it. They didn't let people down. They didn't, you know, there was no pitting. They just won. Then this week against Clemson, they won. Uh, they were picked by all of the people on the panel on game day, plus the fan vote. And again, you think, oh, that might be the, you know, the, the curse of uh, death. Uh, no, Pitt just went out there and they did what they were expected to do, which is beat Clemson a team that they are better than, and they proved it. And, uh, you know, that that's just pretty remarkable, that even with the expectations and even with a little bit of pressure building and all that, they still were able to just go out there and do what they are expected to do, which is beat the teams that they're better than. And this team is so good, that they're better than Clemson. They are better than Clemson, and they proved it. Um, and now they are favorites in not just the ACC Coastal, but they're favorites in the ACC. The ACC this year, uh, it's looking a little bit weirder because, again, normally if you win the Coastal, uh, your best hope is playing Clemson in the ACC championship game and getting crushed. That's not going to happen this year. Clemson's not making the ACC championship game. Uh, Highly, highly, highly unlikely. Uh, Most likely it's going to be Wake Forest, a team that is undefeated. And it sounds bizarre, maybe as bizarre as it would have been if Pitt were undefeated if they hadn't lost to, to Western Michigan. But Wake Forest is a good football team, and this could very well be a Pitt versus Wake Forest matchup in the ACC championship game. And uh, if that's the case, apparently Pitt is favored. I mean, Pitt, they're the current favorites, both in the coastal, heavy favorites in the coastal, but also favorites for the ACC. And that's just remarkable. There is also a slight chance that Pitt could make the college football playoff. I'm not even going to touch that because I think it's ridiculous and I don't think it's going to happen, but there is a chance of it. Uh, Uh, Now, talking about this team, I think what's amazing is that really this is what should have been um, expected, but for last year. I mean, when Pat Narduzzi took the job and talked about what he wanted and, and sort of everyone being on the same page in terms of expectations, it was, yeah, every few years you want to be able to make a run at winning the ACC. You want to be able to have like a 10-win season and be a really legitimate team and, you know, have a chance to win the ACC. 
And that hasn't happened. And it was supposed to happen in 2020. I mean, if you go back, everyone was, okay, 2020, Kenny Pickett, you've got the senior quarterback who's coming, you've got all this talent on defense, you've got, uh, you know, Jordan Addison with you, you've got, you know, a young receiver, and you've got some talented running backs. 2020 was the year, and then it wasn't. COVID hit, and some players opted out, and schedules got changed, things got kind of weird, Pitt had to play Clemson back when Clemson was really good, plus there was Notre Dame. I mean, it just became... Uh, a much different season than it was supposed to become. And because of that, 2020 was not the year that uh, Pitt fans had been hoping for and that Narduzzi had been building toward. And because it was such a weird year, there was sort of a a gimme on that one and uh, a, a mulligan. But ultimately, this sort of a year was still the expectation and the goal, was to build up a program and then every few years, you know, you get a new quarterback in the system, you give him a couple years, and then when he's there, you're able to make a run. And that's what they're doing this year. And so it's kind of amazing that this was the goal, and now everyone's sort of shocked that it's happening. But this, I, I think what's more shocking is the, the real chance to win the ACC, because Clemson has, has fallen off this year. But outside of that, this shouldn't be too surprising. It's a little surprising after the Western Michigan loss, but it shouldn't be all too surprising because having that senior quarterback, and now he's a fifth-year senior, but you've got that senior quarterback and you've got talent in, in the receiving core and, and you've got a bunch of talent in the running game. And the defense is still very good, maybe not as good as last year or even the year before, but still very good. And this is what it's all been building toward. It's been putting together the, the Pat Narduzzi signature defense with a ton of players and a great scheme and putting that together with a quarterback who knows what he's doing and is talented. And when you, when you do that, you can go out there. I mean, Pitt is a program that can win 10 games every few years, not going to always happen. And and that's not unrealistic to say, yeah, every, I don't know, four years or so, if you just average out, okay, a new quarterback comes in every four years, you know, win 10 games or even nine games, but go, you know, and have a chance, make it to the ACC championship game and actually have a chance to maybe win it. And that's what they're doing. And that was their goal. Their goal was not to win the Coastal, which they've done once. It was to win the ACC. And they've got a real opportunity to do that this year. And I don't know if it's going to be able to be carried over to next year when Kenny Pickett's gone. I'm not going to talk about that now. That's for a different episode. But this is what the goal has been. This is what they've been building toward. And uh, all of a sudden, it really seems like uh, a legitimate possibility. And uh, and it's exciting to see. I mean, tons of credit to the program, to the coaching staff, to the players. This is what they wanted and what they promised a lot of people, that this would be the level that Pitt could get to. No one was saying Pitt has to go out there and win a national championship. But it was, can Pitt be a really good team, a team that gets nationwide respect, and a team that can maybe win an ACC championship. And that's what this year's team is. And so all the credit in the world to them for saying this is the goal. And then even with their backs up against the wall, even up against the ropes, they were able to put this team together and they're in striking distance of that happening. It hasn't happened yet. They could still stumble, but they are in striking distance. And uh, and it's really impressive. And it's a big moment for this program. 
Uh, and we'll talk more about that moment. We'll talk about uh, Pitt's ranking. We'll talk a little bit about attendance and why I think it's overrated and overblown. Uh, we'll talk about the upcoming game against Miami and, of course, Panther of the Week. We'll be back in just a few moments after a quick word from some sponsors. Okay, we are back here on Unscripted. Uh, first, I want to sort of get it out of the way, attendance. Uh, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed by the attendance. Not just how many people were there, but how into the game that they were. You didn't have people who were leaving the game early. You didn't have people who were just sitting in their seat getting quiet. People were amped up. People were excited. They stayed the whole game. They celebrated the victory. They really supported the team, and that's what you want to see from a crowd doesn't matter as much how many people were there but how into it that they are and those people were into it they announced about 60,000 people in attendance looking at it it was probably more like 55,000 but that's still really good I mean for a city a pro sports city to have 55,000 plus in a stadium is really impressive most uh cities that have pro teams that have NFL teams that's about their capacity. That's about their max. I mean, when you look at other stadiums, uh, Georgia Tech, they're in a city with the Atlanta Falcons. Arizona State, they're in a city with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, their capacities for their stadium, 55,000. Uh, Minnesota, in a city with the Vikings. TCU, uh, in a city or, or right nearby the Cowboys. Their stadiums hold 50,000 capacity. Boston College, in a city or at least a region with the Patriots, their stadium holds 45,000. So ultimately, it's just a stadium that's too big. And sure, it wasn't full, but it's just way too full for the size of school that Pitt is and the size of a city that Pittsburgh is and the fact that it's a team focused on their pro teams and specifically their pro NFL team. So it's not the only game in town when it comes to sports, and then when it comes to just doing other things on a weekend. Um, for a pro city school, a pro sports city school, uh, that is really impressive. To have 55,000 plus people, incredibly enthusiastic, screaming, going nuts, that's that's really impressive. And, uh, you know, ultimately, um, it is just a stadium that's too big. That's just what it's going to be until something else happens, until the Steelers move out to the suburbs or, you know, someone is able to you know, expand the, the size of the earth in Oakland uh, and uh, and make room for a stadium. I mean, it, that's just how it's going to be, is that you're just playing in a stadium that is the size of one of the biggest NFL teams in the country, uh, as opposed to what Pitt's counterparts play in, which is, okay, you're a, a college in a, a city that has an NFL team that they're really into, you should probably have a stadium that holds like fifty to 55,000. And if that's the case, it'd be packed. And what do you do now? Well, maybe you could put up tarps, uh, you know, but ultimately I'm not going to get into that. Fifty-five to 60,000 that were there into it, incredibly impressive, and hats off to people that went. Um, uh, but coming up, there's a huge game, huge game against Miami. And uh, I won't lie, I am a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried about this one. I said, uh, I believe on this podcast last week, I thought that Pitt would beat Clemson, and then I thought that Pitt would lose to uh, Miami. Uh, Miami's a good football team. They do have three losses on their record, but one of their losses was to Alabama, maybe the best team in the country. One of their losses was to Michigan State, top 10 team in the country. They're really good this year. 
And one of their losses was to UVA, which uh, I think was, uh, you know, I think they're a top 25 team, in my opinion. I think UVA is really good. Uh, I misspoke a second ago. They actually have four losses, um, but three of them, to me, are completely excusable. Losing to Bama, losing to Michigan State, and losing to UVA, not, you know, fully excusable, but that doesn't mean you're a bad team because you lose to Virginia. Virginia's a good football team this season. Uh, the only quote-unquote bad loss was losing to North Carolina, but one, it was on the road, and two, it was by three points, and North Carolina's not a bad football team. So Miami, they're not going to win uh, the ACC Coastal most likely, but they're not a bad football team. They're a good football team, and I think they're going to be trouble for the Panthers. They always seem to be trouble for the Panthers because they just have a lot of talent and even if they don't have the best coach or the best scheme, there's a lot of talent there. And I could see the combination of Miami coming off a thrilling win that maybe gets them to believe in their season again. Uh, they got a big win over NC State. Uh, and then on top of that, you've got Pitt coming off the signature win, and everyone's paying attention, and everyone's giving credit to Pitt, and, uh, and everyone's talking about them now, that maybe there could be a bit of a hangover. The, you know, hey, we beat Clemson, we proved who we are, you know, we deserve the respect. And then they go out there and they sort of overlook Miami. Uh, and there's a bit of a hangover from the Clemson thing. That's possible. Now, if you're worried about that, then you also have to point out that Kenny Pickett, right after the game, said, you know, this doesn't mean anything if we don't go out there and win these next few games. So I'm going to go have a cold one and then we'll focus on beating Miami. So credit to him and credit to this program. They are doing their best to not just have the big win hangover. They got the big win against Clemson, but they've got the attitude of, okay, that's a team that we should have beaten, and we did beat them. Great. This was fun. Let's go do it again next week. And so I, I'm not convinced that uh, that there's going to be that hangover, that they're going to lose to Miami. I do think it's possible. I think Miami keeps it close. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, again, they just beat a ranked NC State team. Their three of their four losses are against teams that I think should be ranked. Two of them are one I think should be. Uh, so I think there's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be close. I think Miami could win. But one thing to help the Panthers is again showing up. And I know it's two weeks in a row, but that's that's what <laughs> that's what happens when you've got a top flight football team. Uh, every game is a big game. Every game is a must-win game. It's not, oh, let's just find a way to get six wins and we'll get to a bowl and all that. No, that's not this program this year. Maybe it will be again, and it has been in the past, but that's not this program this year. It's not just about becoming bowl eligible. It's about winning the Coastal and winning the ACC. And to do that, you have to win games like this weekend against Miami. And to win those games, a big part of that is showing up and packing the stadium. And so I know that Clemson's a bigger name than Miami. It's a sexier name than my, than Miami. But this game is huge because if you lose this game, you could very well still lose the Coastal. I know that the Panthers are favorites in the Coastal. But if you lose to Miami, then, okay, you beat Duke. Then you've got Virginia. And if you lose that game, and again, I think Virginia is a really good football team, and I could see Pitt losing that game. If you lose that game, you've got two losses. And Virginia has two losses. And Virginia would have the tiebreaker over Pitt. And so unless Virginia loses to Virginia Tech, which is possible, but if that doesn't happen, then Pitt doesn't go to the ACC championship game. They don't win the Coastal. 
All it takes is a loss to Virginia, which is definitely possible, and one more loss. And I think that loss could come this weekend. But Pitt has to not overlook Miami. They have to not have a hangover from the big win over Clemson. And fans have to show up and treat this Miami game just like they treated the Clemson game. It's about national attention. It's about pride. It's about the ACC winning the ACC. This game is just as big as the Clemson game at this point. Because the Panthers won, now this game becomes a must-win. This game and the Virginia game, absolute must-wins, and both are going to be tough. And so, yeah, this this is a big game for the Panthers. Fans need to show up, and it's a team that deserves support. If you're a Pitt fan and you feel like you've been burned in the past because you show up and then the team just blows it, they haven't done that this year. Well, they have done it a little bit in the Western Michigan game, uh, which coincidentally was a game that I went to. But for the most part, uh, they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. And they play well when they're supposed to play well. And if you go to see this team there's a good and cheer loudly and all that good stuff, there's a good chance that they won't let you down. That they'll put on a good performance, that they'll go out there and win the game. And ultimately, that's what you're looking for. If you're a fan of this team and, and you've been burned in the past, you want a team where you can show up and you pay your money and you don't feel like you wasted it. You feel like this team went out there and performed how you wanted them to, and they get the win, and you feel good about it. And if there ever were a pit team that could actually accomplish that, which is tough, it's this year's pit team. So if you're able to go to the game, go to the game, sit on that visitor's side like last week. So again, it looks full uh, on TV, you know, in that lower uh, lower deck, and uh, and cheer on this team and see if they can get the win over Miami. Because again, this is a team that deserves it, and this game is huge. And I do think that there's a chance that Miami could win this game. And I really think it's going to be close. So this game is going to be incredibly important. Uh, before Panther of the Week, rankings. Got to talk about rankings. Pitt right now ranked 17th in the nation. 17th. That is the highest ranking for Pitt football since I've been following Pitt. I started following Pitt around 2010, 2011. I started going to school. I would say 2011. I, I got into Pitt in, I guess, really early 2011, and then I, I enrolled in that fall. Uh, and so from 2011 on, I've been following Pitt, so it's been a decade. Pitt has never been this highly ranked. In fact, Pitt usually never even sniffs, sniffs the top 25. Uh, the entire time that I've been following them, it's been, you know, maybe they get in, you know, number 23, and then the next week they lose. I mean, it, it has not been a team that has come anywhere close to being 17th ranked. And uh, and yeah, here they are. Here they are now. And, uh, and it's a really good ranking. So I ranked just on my own when I thought the top 25 should be uh, on Saturday night, late at night. And then the next day the, the rankings come out. And I had in my ranking on Saturday, I had Pitt at 17. The rankings come out. And Pitt is number 17. Uh, and I think that's great because I obviously have been watching all the Pitt games. I follow the team closely. Uh, I can tell how good that they are. And I think that they are number 17. I I don't think at the moment they should be higher because every team that's above them has a reason why they're above them, has a strong case to be above them. And every team that's below them, I deserve, I believe, deserves to be below them. Now, I had a different order of the 16 teams that I had above Pitt. And I had some different teams below Pitt between 18 and 25. For instance, I don't think Penn State should be ranked after losing to Illinois in nine overtimes, not being able to gain two yards over and over and over again. 
I think a team like Virginia is more worthy of being ranked. I think a team like Arkansas uh, is more worthy of being ranked. However, uh, all the, the 16 teams above Pitt, I predicted and I, I believe they deserve to be above Pitt. And I, I think Pitt should be 17. I mean, there is, when you look at the rankings, there's no, there's only one two-loss team above Pitt. Only one. That's Texas A&M, but they beat Bama. And when you beat Bama, that comes with a, a healthy level of respect. Uh, they did lose to Mississippi State and they lost to Arkansas, uh, but they beat Bama. And so, uh, you know, Texas A&M, you, you could make the case, but I would say the Texas A&M, I think, is a little bit above Pitt. But uh, yeah, you know, the other schools, Wake Forest, they're undefeated. Uh, Oklahoma State, they've only lost one game, uh, but they've got wins against uh, Baylor and Texas, who are both pretty good. Uh, Baylor, just above Pitt, one slot above Pitt. They've lost one game just like the Panthers, but it was to Oklahoma State, a good team. And they've beaten Iowa State, and they've beaten BYU. Uh, So I think that Baylor deserves to be above Pitt. And then again, you look below, Auburn has two losses. Um, One of them is uh, to Penn State. So no, I don't believe Auburn deserves to be above Pitt. Uh, SMU is undefeated, but they haven't beaten anyone too impressive. They don't deserve to be above Pitt. Obviously, Penn State, I don't think even should be ranked at this point. Uh, So yeah, I think 17 is the perfect ranking for the Panthers. Uh, They deserve it. And if they keep winning, I mean, if they get the win over Miami, they will likely move up because anyone above them who loses, and it's possible for everyone, we just saw teams lose, anyone that loses is going to drop down. Any team that has one loss who loses is going to drop down likely below Pitt. I mean, the only teams that uh, have one loss that if they lost again, might still be above Pitt. I would say maybe Bama um, and maybe Ohio State. Those are really the only ones. I think if Oregon loses again, they're behind Pitt. If Iowa loses again, if Ole Miss loses again, if Notre Dame loses again, all those teams, they're behind Pitt. So all those one-loss teams ahead of them, Kentucky, and if Wake Forest loses one game, and if A&M loses another, and if Oklahoma State and Baylor lose, they all fall behind. And if the Panthers keep winning, they are going to keep climbing up the rankings. And so 17 right now is a great spot. If they beat Miami, I'm sure they'll be able to climb up a few more. And if you just keep winning, you're going to keep climbing. That's the goal at this point is just keep winning week in and week out. I know it's cliche, but you know, the coaching staff, they say they want to go one and zero every week. Uh, yeah, that that's the goal right now. You just want to go one and zero every week. That means this week you got to beat Miami and, uh, and we'll see, we'll see if they, you know, make sure that they don't overlook Miami and uh, and really put up a hard fight and win that game as they should. They're the better team. They're better than Miami. They should beat Miami. We'll see if they do it. Uh, Panther of the week. It's really tough to give out this week. Everyone played so well. Uh, Carter Warren got ACC Offensive Lineman of the Week. Servasi Dennis got ACC Linebacker of the Week. Uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, he's, he's really starting to get Heisman, uh, consideration and people are talking about him. Uh, he got a helmet sticker I saw on, uh, on ESPN at the end of the day. Uh, he is really coming on strong and the Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett for Heisman campaign is coming on strong. Ultimately though, I'm just going to go Pat Narduzzi and, and this pit football team. I mean, Pat Narduzzi and what he's been able to build here, like I said earlier in the show. This was the goal, was having a team like this one. And he was really close to getting fired without achieving the goal. But 
it really seems like they were able to put it together. The Western Michigan loss was bad, but everything else, they have looked really, really good. And to, to actually be able to build the thing that you've wanted to build, and do a, uh, again, it hasn't been fully accomplished, but to start to realize that dream, that goal that you've had, that that's big. That's really big. To be able to now beat Dabo Sweeney twice and to beat Clemson twice in your tenure, that's really big. One of the best coaches and one of the best programs in college football, and Pat Narduzzi has beaten them twice in five years. That is big. Um, I just think that overall what this Pitt football team has been able to do and really prove themselves and get someone uh, who, who's cynical like me and people that I know about Pitt football and Pitt sports in general and get someone that cynical to say, yeah, this team is legit. I believe in this team. I think this team is really good. That's impressive. That's really impressive. And uh, other coaches have tried and they have not been able to do it. And so far, Pat Narduzzi has been able to do it and getting people to buy in and to believe. And that's something when it comes to pit football. So Pat Narduzzi, Panther of the Week, and we will see if the Panthers keep winning. Big game against Miami coming up against, uh, excuse me, coming up this weekend, Saturday at noon. And uh, yeah, again, if you're going to be in the Pittsburgh area, make sure that you're there. Make sure maybe you sit in the uh, on the away side. And, uh, and make some noise because this game is going to be huge. Uh, so that will be it for this episode. We will be back next week. Again, the episodes drop uh, Tuesday morning. And you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Cardiac Hill and hit subscribe. They'll be uh, delivered to your phone right as they are released. Uh, but until next time, huge win for Pitt. We'll see if they can do it again. I'm Corey Cohen signing off from Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill podcast. <laughs>